Hello folks, Jeff C. here, and I wanted to take a quick second to tell you how much I appreciate you listening to this show. Your time is valuable, and I know you could be spending it in multiple ways, and I really am humbled that you take the time to listen to this show. The second thing is that after many requests, I'm excited to share a new opportunity with you. If you're ready to level up your repurposing skills, I'm going to be offering a training on Descript starting at the end of May. This class is designed to take you deeper into the world of repurposing and transform you into a true Descript expert. By the end of the class, you'll know my exact workflow and have a roadmap for creating your own easy-to-apply templates to your projects. To learn more and to secure your spot, visit jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101. That's J-E-F-F-S as in Sam, I-E-H dot com forward slash Descript 101. Don't miss this chance to elevate your repurposing game. And now, on with the show. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And this... Oh, sorry. It, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> You've been on a cruise, dude. Come on. No, the show intro is different than last time. And I'm Connor Brown. <laughs> and this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. And we're going to fix that in post. Yeah, we will not because I have to do it. So this is how the show is going to go today, folks. So just buckle up. So today we're talking about unlocking the secrets to SEO. And I'm telling you, we've got a fantastic show prepared for you. We've got uh, Lauren Gaggioli. It's like, that's how I remember her name. Holy guacamole. It's Lauren Gaggioli. She joins us to discuss the intriguing word world of SEO and its significance in content creation, social media, and online business. And so throughout the show, we're going to be diving into three main topics. So first, we're going to be talking about kind of understanding SEO, SEO 101, understanding the basics. And Lauren's also going to share some of her insights on common misconceptions about SEO and the difference between optimizing content for social platforms versus search engines like Google. And then we're going to dive into some strategies and techniques for effective SEO from keyword research and analytics to adapting SEO strategies for 2023. And we'll touch on all these critical aspects. And of course, we're also going to discuss some of those SEO tools that Lauren likes to use. And finally, we're going to talk about Lauren's brand new innovative personal development course, The Big Why Life. You guys want to stick around for that because this course is amazing. It's going to, it's going to, we're going to talk about how it's different from the other, other courses that you might have seen before and some challenges it tackles. So it's going to be amazing. So you want to stick around for that. Um, Lauren, so glad that you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. Gosh, you're like the best hype man ever. I'm oh, just going to have oh. you introduce me everywhere. Oh, just wait. I haven't even introduced you yet. So if you don't oh, know Lauren Gaggioli, she is a digital solopreneur and podcast host who loves building online businesses and supporting her fellow entrepreneurs as they share their gifts with the world. When she's not supporting clients through her organic content strategy, consulting services, or creating online courses, you can find her training for the next run Disney race or channeling serious Molly Weasley vibes, knitting up a new sweater, homebrewing beer. Just love her so much with her husband or making delicious mess of her kitchen with her kids in their home just east of Seattle. That, my friends, is Lauren Gaggioli. So just amazing. That's it. Good yeah, job. We, right. we dropped, dropped the mic. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get on. Let's get started, because one of the things is. And this sounds bad, but, you know, when you talk about SEO, a lot of people who like specialize in SEO, they're kind of like the used car salesman of mm. the online world. Like there's so much uh, junk that's out there. There's so much promises that a lot of people have been burnt by SEO experts. So I want to just kind of start at the basics, uh, Lauren, and talk about like what is SEO? You know, some people may not even know what SEO stands for. And let's just take it from the very beginning. You know, what do you need for SEO? You know, what it is and why is it important for businesses and online creators? I'm so glad you got the elephant out of the room to begin with. <laughs> right. Which but it does have this like smarmy connotation, right? There's a lot of people who they might not know what SEO is, but they are like, I don't think I want to touch that. Um, so SEO stands for search engine optimization. And what I like to say is that I help Google introduce strangers on the Internet to you that you can then turn into clients. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm leveraging Google to get leads. 
And that's essentially all I'm doing. Um, SEO is, there's a technical side to it. There's sort of um, this, this is where I think people get this, this slimy mm -hmm. feel because they're like, somebody did something to my website and then I got traffic for a little while and then it all went away, mm -hmm. right? And so there's that technical side that you do need a solid foundation. Your website does need to be able to be crawled by the bots. Like they have to be able to see what's there. And when people ask a question, dish up what you have to answer it. Um, and so that's the technical side. And then there's the on-page side. There's all the little indicators within your copy, within how you structure your posts or pages that allows, again, Google to read it and say, hey, this is the content that's here. This is the question that's being answered. So when somebody asks this question in the search engine, I will dish this up as, as the result. And so there's a lot of indicators that you can capitalize on. Um, and if you understand the technical side and can meet the human who is there to read it, if you can find that like beautiful sweet spot, then you are winning at SEO. Mm. Connor, do you have questions? Cause I can tell you're just, you're just chomping at the bit. I'm eating it up. I'm eating it up. Right. I think people are, are always so daunted by SEO as well. And, and now, especially, you know, it's not just Google, right? It's, it's social media that we have to focus on as, as marketers. And with that comes optimizing content for different styles and different places. So when it comes to optimizing that content, what are the main differences between focusing on social media platforms versus targeting search engines like the big one, Google? Sure. So I am highly aware that we are on a show called Social Media News. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to try and temper my. No, you're good. I'm, yeah, do what you need um, to do. Listen. I help primarily solopreneurs or people with very small teams. So the idea of restrictions around your time is top of mind for me, for myself, for my clients. And so if we have to choose, let's let's take a step back. Right. Um, guys, when you are going to Google, what are what are you looking for? What is what is the product that Google, the search engine is dishing up or any search engine? What is their job? Oh, you're asking I, me. I, oh, I'm yeah, asking I'm, you. Sharing my search history, if that's it's, what you're asking. Well, the, the whole Sorry? reason that Google you're is just clearing the browser. Yes, <laughs> Connor, pay attention. What's the job of a search engine? It's it's supposed to give you relevant information. I mean, hit the Google's entire model is built on serving you what you need quickly. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Social. Oh, so before we go there, with a search engine. If they don't give you relevant information, you no longer go there. They no right. longer are going to be able to make their, have ads running that are converting for folks and then they're not going to make money. We can talk about data. That's a whole separate thing. Mm -hmm. But on social, what's the primary objective of a, of a social media platform? Well, it's evolved over time, it's, I think. Now. Uh, it's still trying, it's trying to compete with Google. And I think, I mean, I, but it's supposed to be connecting people, but I don't know if it's doing that. And, how, and they platform, right? Sorry. Keeping them on the platform as much as possible. Yes. So if the job of a social media platform is to keep you there and the job of a search engine is to connect you with relevant information, my view as a solopreneur with not enough time and not enough hands and not enough brain space to do all the things is to court the the entity that's job it is to serve me up to the people who are asking the questions that I'm answering. And that's why if I have to choose, I'm going to Google every time or any other search engine. Right. Basically what works for Google will work for others. There's like this trickle down effect, right? Nobody, nobody else is doing it, I think, as well as Google. But um, so if we court Google, if we serve up great content, if we continue to do our research well, to answer the questions that are being asked by people out there, strangers on the internet, and then we allow Google, we meet them with the technical things that we need to have that indicates that we are answering the question that's being asked, they're going to serve us up to the people who are asking that question. 
And so that's why I go to Google over social every time, because as a business owner, if the goal is to get people into my community, maybe social is part of that. It's it's warming folks up. It's getting letting them see a different side of us. We're, you know, creating community. Maybe that's what we're doing on social. But when it comes to at the end of the day, what's my P&L saying? Like Google's the way to raise those revenue numbers. Okay, so here's the thing. This is once again rabbit trail and Jeff throwing a wrench in everything that we preplanned. Um, <laughs> the the thing is, so I, so I agree. So I think that it's you know social is just a piece of it. Yes, this is called social yeah. media news live. It may change soon, by the way. So we oh. a little, little preview. Um, the um, the thing that I'm saying is some of the platforms that people think is social aren't really social. So for example, we've got our friend Lou Mangello who is it's watching on Facebook and the YouTubes double the Jeff, double the fun. Thank you. Thank you Lou, for that Wrigley um, reference. The, um, the thing is, is YouTube is more of a search engine, I would argue, than a social platform. Yes. I would say the same thing about Pinterest. And so there is some of this cross kind of maybe social, maybe not more of a search engine thing. So some of that content as content creators, a lot of solopreneurs are content creators, can work in those spaces as well. Do you agree or am I? 100%. 100%. I don't view view YouTube as a social network. I really don't. I view it as... Yeah, search, search engine. engine. And also it's owned by Google. So Right, exactly. That's what I was <laughs> I knew. So I'm glad so I'm glad we're doing this uh one oh one section because you know, Chris says I thought it was pronounced CEO. So I'm glad we helped out there, Chris, uh with that uh problem that you have. Um so let's talk about some mis- so we just talked about some mis- misconceptions like Google really is a, is kind of a video search engine. What are some other misconceptions like solopreneurs and people you work with? have with uh like seo and how can some content creators like us overcome those misperceptions so i would love if anybody's listening if they like have a thought of like seo is hard because or i've avoided seo because i would love to know what they're thinking because i think there's probably people in the room who have avoided it and and there's probably some very good reasons uh, in their minds, but maybe they might not be real. Um, I think that the primary barrier, well, there's two. There's this perception of it's all used car salesmen, right? Right. right. Um, that's the biggest one. Like, who the heck do I trust? Never mind. I just won't do it. Um, and then there's this sense that it has to be really hard, um, and I, I just don't think it does because the reality is if you know where to go to find the data, what it actually does is give you great insight into who you're trying to serve. At our core, business owners are problem solvers. We are here to provide a solution to someone. And the death of every entrepreneur is this sense of like, I just can't find the people. Like, I don't know where they are. And also, I think there's a really interesting thing that can happen with keyword research where you start to realize like, oh, I was answering a question and I phrased it this way because I'm in this world. But the stranger who's not the expert and needs what I have to offer is asking it slightly differently. And that's what keyword research does. It gives you insight into your avatar. It gives you insight into the kinds of questions that are being asked and a little more information about where people are on their journey and then how you can meet them and help provide transformation. Mm. So I think there's this sense of like, it's, it's all just for SEO, right? I'm just going in this direction and it's going to be all for this, but I still have all these other things to do. But the reality is if you're doing it right, you're answering the questions you get in the sales process. You're smoothing out the transition from prospect to client. And you're also making sure your clients have a better, more rich understanding of what they're going to be getting. And it helps you kind of create the arc of the user experience. Mm. So uh, I got a... Connor, get your question ready because uh, you can. Follow, I have a follow up question because of what Dave Canyon says. Honestly, he goes, "I don't know what I don't know," which I think is a lot of problem with SEO. Like for me, yeah. SEO is like I know how to install Yoast WordPress plugin <laughs> on my on my website. So I'm like, yes, SEO. There's so much more, and I don't. I mean. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people have is like, okay, I know I need it. I can either go with these spammy SEO experts, or I can try to do it myself. But it's too complicated to do. And 
I mean, I, I think that's the, where a lot of small businesses and solopreneurs fit is like, I know I need it, but I, I don't have time to learn it myself. And I don't want to spend money on these people who are going to rip me off and nothing will happen. So what do you tell those people, Lauren? It's not as hard as it seems. And so there's sort of um, three key phases, right? You need to step back and look at your website. You need to make sure you have the technical foundation there, right? Mm -hmm. That has to be, you go to PageSpeed Insights and like search your site and see how you're loading, make sure you have mobile capabilities, all those things, right? That's just like, have a good website. <laughs> that's number right. one. Um, and that's that's to meet the robots, right? That's to be like, hello, overlords, I am here. This is how I help people. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you have to create the content that people are asking for. So that requires a little bit of keyword research. That requires you to really think about the arc of the user journey, right? A stranger on the internet just came to your website. How do you help them? And by the way, I think this is a a really big misconception. A lot of folks think it doesn't work because they don't realize how people are coming to their site. So we create these beautiful homepages that have all the information and we're so happy that they're, you know, doing doing what they need to do when they come through the front door. But the problem is the front door is at the back of the house if you're doing keyword research and Mm -hmm. targeting your post correctly, right? They're coming in through a blog post. So if the first thing somebody hits is a blog post and you didn't optimize that page for that user experience of like, hey, actually you came through the side door or you crawled in through the window or you came in through the garage, right? Here's the question I'm answering. What's your next right step? So it's it's meeting that person and then moving them into an email list, uh, online community, whatever it is that you do, providing the solution. Um, it's helping kind of create create that journey with an eye on what the 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 cold prospect needs to stay engaged with you. Mm. And so that's that's really what your focus has to be. So it's the technical side. Make sure the site works and flows right, make sure you have a way to capture people on this end. And then we create the content in the middle that is like how we shake hands and and move you from, you know, somebody we just met to bestie. So so Lugos, when you're talking about crawling in through the side door, she's making it creepy. It sounds like Connor trying to break in my house again. So that Connor, works. I know you speaking of, of breaking in the house, I know you have some questions. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I think when it comes to SEO, you know, we're talking about it being daunting and and a little scary to get in. And now there's this other thing coming down the pike, AI, and it's it's here. And that could be daunting and, and scary as well. Lauren, you mentioned, you know, serving things up to the robots. I, for one, welcome <laughs> our robot overlords. That's kind of. But when it comes to AI, can that help people make SEO a little bit more, I guess, approachable? I mean, we've seen all the posts, you know, upload this to ChatGPT, say optimize for SEO and spit it out and post it as a blog post. Does that work? And and how can AI empower marketers to not only uncover fresh and original ideas, but enhance their campaigns that they already have going? Yeah, I think... Um... I'm, I'm always a skeptic, right? Like I'm always like prove it and then I'll use it. (laughs) Um, I think my, my copywriter that I work with, I was talking to her because she has explored it far more than I have. And the thing that she said is that we should be leveraging AI like an intern. Mm, So it's helping take some of that heavy lift off of us of content creation. Um, But she's also using it for research. So what she does is she'll put, you know, whatever the query is that we're we're targeting, she will put that into, uh, I think she's using Koala. um, And she'll do a couple iterations of it just to see what is the, the available information out there, right? What is it that people are talking about? And also what isn't there. So noticing the gaps and noticing the places that she can deliver additional value or provide a counter argument or, you know, wrestle with the idea. So she is using it to do the research ahead of time. Um, 
she also uses it to kind of think about different idiomatic ways of speaking, like she, mm-hmm. in getting her out of, she writes so much copy that she likes to get out of her like word ruts. <laughs> and right. so it really helps with that, keeping it fresh and helping her find different ways to be creative with the language she's using. And then also I think for myself, sometimes when you sit down to write an article, you're like, I just don't even know how to logically organize this. Like I'm too close to the problem. And so what AI can do is provide that framework, right? It can say like, this is a logical way to, to, uh, address this. Here's if you optimize for SEO, I would imagine it puts in like the header tags and gives you kind of more hierarchical, um, organization, which is great for robots, right? They like hierarchy. (laughs) Um, and so this is a really good way to kind of get some of those, uh, important like pins in it. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't bring a human voice to it. It's right. obvious, right? If, yeah. And Google knows, like, let's not forget where all this data comes from. Hi, it's on the internet. You don't think Google knows how everybody else has said it, mm-hmm. even if it's reiterated or, or turned up or chopped up in a different way. That's great. But a shortcut isn't going to get you where you want to go. And at the end of the day, Google really wants educational content. They want you to educate folks. They want you to provide information. So you do need to link out. You do need to have your internal linking structure really strong. You do need to show people that there is more. This is answering the question you asked. Here are other resources, both from my site and from other sites to give you more context. And they want you to educate. And the the thing that is so important is that you, again, create that transformation for a reader. And then I think for business owners, you then provide the next right step, be it a freebie offering or or what have you, which again, AI can help you create, but I don't think there's really any um, substitute for the human touch. I really, I really don't. So I, one of the things is we just talked about this last week. So I want you guys, if you're interested in the subject, I had Dustin Stout on who has built a, a tool called Magi, which is actually built on the back of G, uh, ChatGPT and we had a great conversation about this. And so I, I agree that I think it is, I love that, use it as an intern or use it as an assistant, which is what Dustin talked about last week in which I have used because I'm starting to put out more content to YouTube. And one of the things that made me not put out content for YouTube is I hated writing those stupid descriptions at the, you know, at the underneath yes. there and ChatGPT can help with that kind of things and still optimize it for SEO. And then you, you, you switch it up a little bit and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of thing, I think it's amazing for, uh, Gary says, um, he's been seeing a, some great playbooks on LinkedIn for SEO, uh, optimized content within ChatGPT. So it's coming with titles, that kind of stuff, which I totally think is awesome, Gary. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I will tell you, I met Ray Edwards uh, two weeks ago. And he, yeah, Clarity Scribe. I haven't gotten into play with it yet, but I'm really excited to explore the ways, again, it can support, it can streamline, it can help you, you know, figure out how to offload some of this work, right? Mm -hmm. So important. And then uh, Jim Alt says, my biggest concern is considering the last 13 years of SEO ever changing history, Penguin changes all that stuff, could be informing the chat GPT database. Well, you know, Google is coming out with Bard. They don't want to be left out in the dark. So one thing about SEO, just like everything else, it's always a change in. So that leads me, uh, because you kind of mentioned this stuff, and I want to make sure people who are just like, like this is kind of the first they've heard of SEO, and this is like kind of mind-blowing for them. Is there a place where they can get resources of what you need? Because you mentioned like speed and also like mobile uh, optimization, how important that is and how Google actually, you know, it matters how fast your website is and all that kind of stuff. Is there a place where people can go where they can get these resources of like, here's the basics that you need to have for an SEO optimized website? Do you have one on your website? So... I don't, um, but what I would say is the thing that helped me the most, because I was doing this for my first company, for my test prep company, Mm -hmm. um, and I was sort of learning it piecemeal. And then 
I ended up doing the uh, SEO sprint Mm -hmm. from Thrive Themes. And it's like based on the 80-20 rule. It's like, here's here's the 20% of the information you need to make 80% of the strides. Um, And so that's from Thrive Themes. I highly recommend it. It's a very simple, straightforward kind of approach to SEO. And um, it gives you sort of that technical understanding, but then also helps you take those next steps and, and like come up with the strategy around it shows you how to do your keyword research, that sort of thing. Awesome. Well, one thing I forgot to mention at the beginning, you know, where you talked about getting a jump start on something. Well, our friends at Ecamm who sponsors the show, and you can find out more about them at socialmediaslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They're amazing. That's, they make this show happen. But if you want to get a jump start, this is what's really cool. They have a creator camp. October 11th through 13th. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be there as one of the camp counselors. Leslie Samuel is actually the camp director, so it's going to be amazing. we got a commercial for it at the end of the show, so stick around for that. But you can find out all about it at ecam.tv forward slash creator camp. It's going to be fun. There's going to be like a ghost walk uh, in Salem. Uh, the Salem yeah. like stuff. It's just going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. We're going to have not only learning about how to do live streaming, podcasting, all that stuff, but it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a wine tasting. I mean, I am so pumped to be there. So ecam.tv forward slash creator camp. Go there to find out more and join us live in October. So I uh, had to get that out of the way because I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that as well. So uh, Lauren, before we move on to this next section, do you have any like success stories or like case studies? Maybe you've even done it with your site that you can kind of give some examples for our viewers of how SEO has really benefited companies or your clients. Yeah. So, um, I have two clients that I'd, I'd like to feature here. Um, the first is a, uh, college admissions, uh, provider. She helps support families as they're helping their kids, uh, get into college. And, um, she, when we started working together, I've I've pulled the stats. I'm going to, I'm going to peek down here. Um, she had 160 hits a year on her site from organic traffic. All right. So she had more traffic from people coming directly to the site, that sort of thing. Um, It was accounted for 41% of the total traffic. Right. So that was in 2000 to 2001. Now, obviously rough time for (laughs) for college admissions. So like, you know, we have to take that with a grain of salt, but we started working with her at the end of uh, 2021. And in 2021 to 2022, she ended up with 4,000 hits of traffic, um, organic traffic. So, and that ended up accounting for 50% of her total traffic. And then in this last year, so I was doing this like May to May because she's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very seasonal. She had 17,000 hits of traffic in this last year. And so overall she's up 10,000%. Um, It's accounting now for 91% of her traffic. But, you know, we were starting from something really small. The thing I think that worked really well with her site is we rebuilt the entire site. So we redefined the structure. We were really clear, like, all of her URLs were based on the keyword research. We were optimizing. Sorry, I'm getting really wiggly. I have a, I have a oh, my last. She's getting, she's getting all worked up. Just, just getting. <laughs> I'm in, not just in the like groove. just getting dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she she's really going gangbusters, and I I love to see that kind of iterative growth. And I think that the thing to note here is it went from 160 to 4,000 to 17,000. And this like hockey stick, if you're getting nothing, Mm -hmm. that's the way it goes. But you have to be consistent and you have to be research focused on the front end to create the approach that's going to get you there. Cause it's, um, it's like building a snowball, right? Right. So um, it's kind of, it's Dave Ramsey, like his debt snowball, but in reverse, we're growing, (laughs) we're we're growing it. Real quick, the question I have, yeah. like on this stuff, when you're putting together, how much is verse research 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 versus practical doing things? Like, when, if you would like, kind of balance it out. When I do it for clients, um, I spend ten plus hours doing the research, mm-hmm. but. In pulling those keywords, I'm and I'm doing it. I'm not leveraging any sort of like I'm using a tool Mm -hmm. to aggregate it. But I'm looking at all the keywords and picking what um, I think is most applicable to that client. Um, And then 
you know, the execution is you have to deliver the posts. Once you come up with the strategy and how everything connects, mm -hmm. you, you have to write the posts. That's, right. that's a lot of work and it's over time. So, um, it's hard to say, I think you do spend probably, I, I would guess it's 90% of the time actually delivering on the content if you've done the research well, but if you do the research well, you can you can generate, especially people who are in their businesses and understand what people need, you can generate that research fairly quickly um, and see what it is and refine what it is that people are actually looking for that you that you offer. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And then I do have one other client. And oh, yes, I think this is this is really the the thing that is most important. Um SEO traffic, that's all great. But at the end of the day, how does it impact how you serve people? Um, I had a client who he's a Disney travel agent. It is not Connor Brown. Um, <laughs> and uh, in 2019, I course corrected for a pandemic. In 2019, his uh, contact us page where his quote requests are made had 187 hits that that month or sorry, that year. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not to say everybody who hit that page delivered a quote request, like went through with the process, but 187 people landed on that page. And in 2022, after working with us for a year, he had uh, 1300 views of that page. So you can see like a 600% increase. Like this, that's what this is all about. It's not about getting traffic. It's about serving more people. And if you can meet them with the right information and direct their experience on your site and tell them exactly where to go to work with you, which is something that surprisingly more entrepreneur, entrepreneurs don't do very well. Sometimes um, you can, you can really move the needle on your business. Hmm. Wow. So Connor, you, you got some work to do, buddy. Yeah. That's so important because in the grand scheme of things, you could think, you know, 4,000 uh, visitors, 17,000, 1,700, whatever it is, that's a lot of people. If you yeah. compare it to some huge website, of course it's not. But if you're one person, right, if you're making all of those Disney vacations, that could exponentially grow your business, like insane amounts of stuff. But how do we get there, right? Which is when yeah. we kind of start talking about SEO strategies and, and techniques. When it comes to us as content creators, Lauren, optimizing our content for search engines, how do we do it? What are some key factors, I guess, when starting that content creators should focus on and keep in their mind when they're looking to optimize for search? I think the thing you have to be really clear about, and this is this is before you try and drive traffic, right? Yeah. You need to think about the user. You need to think about the person that the robots will introduce you to. And you need to think about what you already know as a business owner, which is what is the journey somebody has to go on from confused? What are the questions they're asking then? And then closer to making a purchase. What are the questions they ask in that phase? And then what is what is it that we're trying to get them to? Like, what's the result that we're trying to get them to? And I think everybody knows that, but be, sitting down and being really clear about like these are the 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 rocks on the path of this of this journey can then help you leverage the keyword research tools, right? So thinking about that that arc, then going into you can use Google Keyword Planner. Um, you can go into a more robust tool like Ahrefs or um, at SEMrush is sort of a Ahrefs equivalent. A lot of them have a, a free uh, trial that if you just want to get in, crank on keyword research, export it and get out of there, you can. There's no reason you shouldn't be using the best research tool possible. Mm -hmm. um, the thing I don't like about Google Keyword Planner, it is um, it's fine. Like it'll give you ideas with regard to phrasing, but it's not as granular with regard to competition. So to your point earlier, Connor, about, uh, you know, search volumes and yeah. do we really want these huge numbers coming through our doors or, you know, like the size of a corporate site? Um, 
that's a totally different approach to SEO. I have a friend who worked at Indeed. He's now at Upwork. And like, it's just a different SEO game. Um, the, the way that they view it, the like international searches, like that's, that's not what we're going for. And I think that's the way, the thing that is also very daunting. There's like this mindset of I have to do it all and I have to boil the ocean. And that's not true. Like you just have to do a couple of things right and really focused. And I think the main thing you want to do is focus on low competition keywords in your niche that you can answer in a unique way that helps people have a transformation. And even if the search volume of those keywords is, you know, under 250, if you're getting a significant portion of those 250 folks to click through to your site, if you're getting no organic traffic now, then that's better, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I work with so many folks who have these robust businesses that are crushing when you look at their organic search, there's nothing. And I think a lot of people are killing themselves on social day after day after day after day when like you can you can do that. But also by adding this, you're you're bringing in an easier um, play to meet people where they are. So my question is, you were saying Ahref, or, and I thought you were sneezing, and I was going to say Gesundheit. So can you tell people what that is? Because yes. when you say Ahref, I'm like, what, uh, what? I know what it so, is, of course. But yes, like, of but course you do. Of course. Know. Yeah. You are very smart That's and have right. many leather-bound books. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so A-H-R-E-F-S. Dot com. Okay. Um, and it is just a really robust keyword research tool and SEO tool. Um, the other thing is Ahrefs and SEMrush, S-E-M-R-U-S-H, both have lots of trainings out for free. So if you're curious about this and you don't want to invest in the Thrive Themes course, you would prefer to like just kind of dip your toe in for free. Um, they have a lot of trainings and it's actually really, it's a, it's a great way to like look at their marketing right they're educating mm -hmm. people about how to use their tool what's yeah. the next right step to right. use their tool so when yeah. people are searching for seo they're right there meeting folks and bringing them into the fold by providing education so if the guys who are in charge and gals who are in charge of seo are using this model follow it <laughs> it works mm. so <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm thinking of my website at jeffc.com and I know, I mean, I know you're a big fan. I think you're a big fan of story brand, you know, cause he's yes, very focused yeah. on how he does that. And so let's just use Connor Brown for example. So I don't embarrass myself. Ooh, um, so he is a podcaster, but he's also a Disney, um, you know, travel agent and you know, all the different stuff. So when you go to WD opinion, because you, because I think this is a big f a fail for a lot of entrepreneurs, and I myself included, is like you said, we're giving them information, but we don't know where we're not pointing them in the right direction. So, right, like, do they know what I do? You know, I do podcast editing, I do all this other stuff, I do live shows, speaking, all this stuff. How, as a solopreneur, do I focus that on my my SEO? Because, like, if people go to Connor's website, does he need to focus on podcasting, or does he need to focus on yeah. his his other? I mean, because they kind of work together. And a lot of us, like Gary, I know does it. The Jim's, uh, I mean, Chris Stone, you know, he does dealcasters. He's also a great yeah. remote producer. He 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 he's super knowledgeable about music and production, all that stuff. How do you narrow it down when you do those things? Things if you're a solopreneur, <laughs> you free are consulting. A free consulting. Great question. Yes, one that I struggle with, which we'll talk about as we get okay. to Big Y Life. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's tough because a lot of us have many interests. We have uh, maybe it's not super connected what we do. Like it feels like it's all siloed, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I so, do. I would argue there is a through line, and I think. One of the things I dislike about um, a lot of the guidance in the entrepreneurial space is this idea that you need to package yourself up in a siloed fashion, that you need to say, um, I have a site for this and a site for that and a Insta for that and an Insta for that. And well, yeah, that might work better for telling the bots what you do 
how does that work for you, the person who has to ultimately execute on this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the answer is silo pages. Um, I think the answer is to be specific about the domains you speak to and name them appropriately and then kind of cluster things in the way that you use tags and categories, just be really clear in your site architecture with regard to if you go to laurengaggioli.com forward slash live dash your dash purpose, you're getting my purpose content. If you go to laurengaggioli.com forward slash solo dash entrepreneur, you're getting stuff for solo entrepreneurs. And Is that the best way to grow a website? No. Is it a way to grow a website and maintain my sanity? Yes. So (laughs) I think you. That's a good point. At the end of the day, we're people, right? We're and this is why I don't have like thirty-eight Instagram handles because I'd have a homebrewing one and a this and a that and like I I'm a homebrewing homeschooling mom who likes to build digital businesses and support folks as they do that and also have a podcast that's a Disney parenting podcast like. That's who I am. And right. if you don't want to engage with that content, if that's too hard to like see multiple things in your feed that don't tie it together in a way that makes sense to you, okay, it's my social. It's my website. I get to decide. Right. So, and I think there is, is there people like our friend Lumen Jello who is kind of did that. He's a solopreneur. I can name a bunch of other people like Ray Edwards, like you mentioned earlier, um, yeah. um, Cliff Ravenscraft, who are solopreneurs, but they have built out those. Cha- I mean, Lou has, you know, he goes on cruises all the time. He gets to eat whatever he wants and yeah. not exercise. I mean, and he does right. his podcast. I mean, all that. Yeah. And so, I mean, but there is that line that goes through it about entrepreneurship and Disney and yeah. all that stuff. And so just like Chris said, he goes, pick one, you know, okay, buddy, <laughs> let, I'll, when you do one, I'll pick mine. So, uh, but you know, I, he know, he's the same way. Cause he, I mean, he has some things, yeah. but he has a through line that goes through it because I mean, everything he puts out looks super slick and great with his video and pods and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, Jim goes, he loves that insight, Lauren. So Jim is part of Dealcasters hey, as well. And so he's, he's amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think it's who we are. Uh, Gary said earlier, I love using SEM Rush, which is, is a great tool. So we're, we're, we're yeah. just dropping all sorts of cool things today in this show. Connor, I'll quit talking and let you ask your questions because you, you need to fix your website now. <laughs> well, I do need to fix my website and I would like to make a big announcement. I finally got ConnorBrown.com. I've been waiting six years. All right. Boy, yeah. Congrats. Uh, please don't go there. There's nothing there. But uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. So we're talking about all this keyword research and and tools to use and and why it's important. But but how can the an, the analysis of keyword research and just the research itself actually contribute to a successful SEO strategy? And more so, since you've been doing it for so long, tips and tricks, whether it's organizing your research, implementing your research, what do you got for us? Yeah. So I will tell you my this is sort of just how my brain works, which is why I don't offload it. Like I, my, my brain holds on to the relevant information as I'm going through and checking boxes and pulling spreadsheets and things. And I I then like double check it, but things will pop for me as I'm going through, as I think it will for anybody, particularly who's an expert in whatever their domain is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you'll find the things that are surprising. You'll start going down these channels. I'll use Ahrefs as the example because that's the tool I'm in. SEMrush is fantastic. It's equivalent, I would say, to Ahrefs in terms of how robust it is. But when I did the 80-20 course, they used Ahrefs. They gave us some tools that we can leverage um, to assess our sites, and that's why I ended up there. But there's really, I think, either one is a great option. So what you're looking for is reasonable search volume, which again, depends on where you're starting. But I think for if you're an entrepreneur who's getting 50 hits or less of organic traffic, which is far more common than you'd think, if you are in that camp, you want to look for things that are maybe 250 in volume or lower and then really low competition. We're Mm -hmm. talking under on a scale of one to 100, under 10, ideally. And you start to sort of find these clusters of questions that sort of group together within that. Um, and you can then create sort of that snowball effect, right? You you start writing content and you, you want your content that you're writing to be interlinked. So for instance, um, 
that uh, Disney travel agent, uh, he we decided that we were going to hit on Disney Cruise Line. And so we wrote yeah. a whole cluster of Disney Cruise Line articles that were answering a, a number of different questions. And he 8 x in quarter one his uh, his sales of this year over all of last year because we were targeting this really specific cluster of Disney Cruise Line questions like how much does it cost what's included you know we were answering the questions that came before a purchase right the questions that somebody who was curious and wanted more information and then we optimized those pages to say get a free no obligation quote right here's yep. the answer to your question now step through and and do this, but nobody was answering those questions. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think that's the, the most intriguing thing to me about doing keyword research. The saddest part is what you see people searching for. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the search volume on that, why, why, why? Yeah. Um, it can be, especially doing search in the uh, college admission space, sometimes college and other words, you're like, oh Lord, yeah. um, <laughs> it's gross. So there's that. Um, so you got to brace yourself for that. You go down a very negative rat hole with that. Um, but on the flip side, you'll be like, why has nobody answered this question about how much a Disney cruise costs? Like, well, like nobody's done it well. And why not? Like that is that is your target audience sitting right there, like ready. And so um, you you want to be thinking about that. And that's why having that arc, having how you uniquely meet people's needs and being able to speak to also the question behind the question, like how much does it cost? Yes, a Disney cruise is more expensive than a lot of other cruises, but it's because a lot is included. And then you have that what's included article linked up so people can go get more information if they want to know what's included or they can get that quote and you hit the emotional side of it too like yes it costs more but you have childcare on board you're able to you know go out and have a family vacation where everybody gets a vacation you can play to the more the emotional side and not in a not in a smarmy like way but just that's why we go on disney cruises right to see the look in our child's eyes and to also eat our faces off. And so like you can speak to all of that, you know, chicken tenders in your room and then right. say, and here's your free obligation, no obligation quote. So really targeting low competition, high-ish volume, like just again, don't go crazy. Don't go like, I have to get the one with 10,000 hits. No, like you don't want that many people on your site to begin with. And you start to create these clusters of content that answer a number of questions. And that's where you can then pull up that silo page. So if you're asking a question about purpose, like I gave you that URL earlier, um, everything gets kind of clustered under that. You can write kind of a, a longer form 50,000 foot view article and then link up all those individual pieces to sort of create a more unified approach. And yeah. so that's that's the idea behind how you do the keyword research and then how it ties into content. There are a lot of on-page indicators you need to have, but if you search on-page SEO, you'll find what you need, right? That there are a lot of SEO optimized articles about that. So sure. uh, you'll, you'll be able to find that information really easily. So Gary goes, uh, he goes, I like to put up, pull up the competitor's page, analyze it, put it into SEM rush, and then rework the article, slightly different content, more images, diagrams, etc. Ooh, that's good. I Gary. love Very that. Sneaky. Yes. Um, and he goes also, it helps to uh, embed video on the article, a Google likes video schema on articles. So that's the question. Yeah. You, you keep going back to, um, you know, written word, write an article, do all this stuff. And, you know, and I keep, and I know it's in the news, like nobody's reading anymore, yada, yada, yada. Do you, and like, I know it's sad, but is it, is it going to change with this or is it, there always going to be a spot for written articles or is it eventually all going to, you know, everybody says it's all going to be a video. We're not going to read anymore. What do you say to those people who, who talk about that? Because, um, you know, youngins sometimes don't read. I think it's important to have the text to support. I don't disagree that you would do well to also have uh video to support it. And that's actually my next step is I'm going to go and backfill the articles I'm writing with SEO optimized video. You want to have your SRT files, right? You want to have those closed captions if you can, uh, good 
documentation in YouTube, like have your, have your blurbs and, and descriptions and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a great idea to have it, but I also know that again, it's easier to me. You can write an article in your pajamas at five in the morning, in the middle of the night, sitting and doing a video. Not everybody feels comfortable doing it first and foremost. And secondly, it's not, um, not as readily accessible in terms of for the busy entrepreneur tucking it into parts of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in a lot of ways, whether you're doing video or not, you need the supporting documentation. Gotcha. And I and think I- the text is important. And, and I, that's like, I think transcripts are important for like webs, uh, yeah. podcast stuff. So that's, that's the other question. So I'm going to go right into free consulting because that's why I have the show. Um, yes. So let's say social media news live website. We do get organic traffic because people come in, get the, the podcast and the videos and all that stuff. Would you suggest that I go to like a tool like SEM Rush, put in like oh. something about, <laughs> well, he didn't like that. That's my so, dog. You, that was your stomach. I know it's getting close. I'm going to. Um, do you mind if I dump her outside real quick? No, right I'll, there. Uh, yeah, I'll just we'll hey, do tap dance, tap dance. Yes. Yeah, so, so Chris, I, while we're talking about this, um, uh, Chris brought up this this point because we were talking about being um, the siloed stuff of website. So he goes, people want to put others in a lane or box. Years ago, the most disappointing thing for me to hear was just what exactly that you do. Are you the Amazon guy, a podcaster, producer, camp counselor? Once I picked one, that's when things ramped up. But you didn't quit doing that stuff, Chris. So I want to know what did you what did you focus on um, when you when you picked one? Did you say you're going to be producer because that fits kind of all of those? Or how did that work? Because I'm really interested in that because I think a lot of uh, solopreneurs have that problem. So back to me. Um, this is now that Lauren's back. So let's say I go to SEM Rush. I put in like, hey, uh, find something that's that's not being answered. That has to do with social media because this is kind of what mm-hmm. the show's about. Should I go back and create an article? Because I don't really have that many articles on there um, about like, you know, the top tips from all these Instagram experts that I've used and make a listicle on that. Is that something like to help the written side of like a website like mine, is that what you're suggesting people need to do is like go in, find a question that's not really been answered well, answer that, put it on your site and continue to do that rinse and repeat over and over? Yeah, I think also if you already have, uh, you know, information about that somewhere like you can use it around a post in any form so like if you had a podcast and you wanted to embed and the podcast was that format you could kind of embed that in that post right and just make it more robust update it and Google likes to see that you are going to the Wayback Machine and making things more relevant, you know, for for the current time. So if you can go in and take relatively evergreen content, like some of it's going to be, you know, time bound. But if you can can plus up your evergreen content from the past and just judge it for today, mm-hmm. then that's a that's a great way to go. Now, how that impacts your feed and all that, that's a whole other can of worms. Gotcha, yeah. But um, in terms of the article, like you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel, which is why when you do the keyword research well to begin with, and this is where we're getting with some of our clients we've had for two years, is we're starting to loop back and we can actually reduce the cost of their SEO while maintaining their SEO presence because we're going to start to retool old posts and keep new content coming. But we're going to start to do it in more of like an alternating fashion. Gotcha. So that's why you the, the time to plant an SEO tree was 18 months ago right. and the next best time is today. And right. but you you want to do it with the strategic backing, like you have to have the strong foundation and you have to have the clear direction. And I think that that is um, really important to to focus on at the and, beginning. And that's that's a heavy lift to begin with. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything else. I, I have more questions, but we'll, that'll be part two. Connor, go ahead. That's, we're going to move on. Yeah. To this. The big why we want to hear all about it. What do you got cooking? I know it's a course. It's, it's all this. What made you want to start this? And then what will people get out of it who decide to join? So, um, gosh, that's, that's a big question. Um, I think for a very long time, I have been searching for my purpose and I oddly ended up 
teaching high school students, ACT and SAT on the road to college. And the irony here is that my college experience was awful. Um, So I went to NYU for theater and I have my BFA in theater and that's really dumb because I don't act anymore. (laughs) And I could have told you in high school, if anybody had asked me the right questions, I think I could have connected the dots and told you that was going to be a waste of time. Um, But nobody asked me the question. Right. The the way it was framed to me was you worked really hard in high school and now on paper, you're the kid who goes to college. So, no, you may not take a gap year if you would like funding and uh, go and you just pick something like what I picked didn't matter. I just had to go and get the piece of paper. And I noticed working with high school students that there was this I could tell talking to a kid and based on their motivation to study whether they knew where they were going, whether they were a compliant hoop jumper, or whether they were very confused. Mm-hmm. And those last two are the ones that Big Y Life was made for. And so it's a course to help you name your purpose. And then as I started to, and I, I launched it in 2020, um, I did a beta group and had actually a surprisingly wide array of folks going through it. I had some high school students. I had a I think 11 year old at the time I had a friend who's in her mid thirties. And, uh, so I realized like this has greater application. It's an eight week program that sort of walks you through three phases of naming your purpose, but kind of to what Chris was speaking to and to what I have spoken to and Connor and Jeff, all of us, right. We're multifaceted people. And I think the challenge with the way we approach purpose, using air quotes there, in our culture, is we try to silo it. And we're like, well, my mission statement at work is this, and my mission statement at home is this. And then we're suddenly these like fragmented people who can't understand why we're feeling like we're not making any headway. Whereas the way I teach it through Big Y Life is I unify it. And I say, I have a single purpose statement, and I live that out in many domains. And so it sort of flips that on its head and it helps you feel like you are able to say, I am making some progress in the direction of what I am called to do in the world each and every day. And it might not be in the same way each and every day, but I'm doing it each and every day. And then when I want to step outside that flow, and like have a picnic on the banks and just do something for me, it actually feels restful because I know I I checked the box of living my purpose in some way, shape or form. And the thing that I found so interesting is that it also works for folks who are feeling like they need a pivot, which I think after the pandemic, that is a very common concern. So for example, my husband was uh, what I will call career questioning. You know, just this sense of like, okay, we get this great paycheck. And are you just a means to an end now? Like, are you just a means to feeding our family? Like, that doesn't feel right for a human being that if you're not feeling fulfilled, maybe you just need a tweak in the way you're looking at it or you do need to shift. And so he went through the course, named his purpose, and now feels far more fulfilled at work and also feels far more fulfilled at home. Like he's able to speak with this language that that helps him know whether or not he's he's meeting his purpose. So tell us about the course and how people can find out about it. And like, is, is it like a huge commitment? Is it like a year long? Is it like, what is it about? How does it, how do people like sign up for it and want to be a part of it? Part of it? So it's on wait list right now. Um, we will be doing a pre-sale in June because we're launching in July. It's an eight week program, but it's self-paced and you'll have access for six months. Um, and essentially you go through eight modules that each take usually no more than two and a half hours. And they're three really short videos with two exercises. And we start by stepping back. There's a real common theme here. Um, We start by stepping back and really surveying the land. The first exercise you do is to interview people in your life and see what their feedback is on a few 
key questions about how they view you and like what your gifts are and that sort of thing. And the reason we start there is because I think often how we move through the world is shaped by what we perceive other people's expectations are of us. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes explicit and sometimes sneaky and not explicit. And it's those sneaky, not explicit things that we sometimes are catering to and shifting around in ways that we don't even realize. And it's one of the reasons we can feel disconnected from ourselves and not living in authenticity. So we start there because we want to have the full view of the context. And then You move through to like naming your values and dreaming your most perfect life. And then you have your purpose statement. And then we go to the practical tactical side. So it's three phases over eight weeks or 16 weeks, but you have access for six months because life happens. And in that practical tactical stage, we look to like personality quizzes, strengths finder. And I have sort of three different ways we go about that depending on who you are. So there's one for students, which is high school students, college students, recent college graduates, folks who are kind of at the beginning of their career and maybe feel like they don't know which direction they want to head out on. There's one for entrepreneurs who are wanting to refine their message and be really clear. I have this concept of like entrepreneurial enmeshment. Like if you feel like your your sense of self-worth is fluctuating with your P&L, then we have a problem and we need to step outside and really examine the full life because why we do this is so we can live a full life. But so often, you know, we're working 80 hours for ourselves so we don't have to work 40 for someone else. And <laughs> then the third cr- crowd, I call them my festivist crew it's fe- for the rest of us. So it's stay at home parents. It's um, career questioning folks. It's anybody who feels like I've tried to do this so many times. I've always failed. I never gained momentum who are in the like negative slide of I don't have a purpose. That's that's for I have resources for those folks as well. So really, uh, it's it's for anybody who wants to to articulate who they are a little more clearly to themselves so that they can get back to being grounded and present in every facet of their life. Wow. That's so, and and I've been following Lauren for a long time. And so one of the things you want to make sure you listen carefully to her, because I thought she said, name your porpoise and I named him Larry and I didn't get any, nothing really (laughs) happened, but I have a a question, Jeff, what are my gifts to the world? Could you answer Gifts to the world? You're a snappy dresser. Oh, I'll take it. No, uh, so this course, seriously, Lauren, sounds amazing because I think you—you what you're—you're talking to the pain points of every single uh, solopreneur, entrepreneur. I think I don't care how confident you are, or you know how much money you're making. I think everybody has gone through this, or because life is you know seasonal. Things happen, yeah. things change. And so knowing this, so like even if you are you drift off course for a while, having the tools that it sounds like you're going to bring up in this course will help you navigate back to where you need to be going, which I think is really, really cool. And that's really, it's intended to give you tools for life. It's not intended to give you a one shot. And this is, it goes to SEO too. Like they're actually very much linked. Like you can't just do one thing and be like, great purpose check. Like your, (laughs) your life is going to change. Like, so I didn't know what I wanted before I went to college. I figured out how much I loved business. I became an entrepreneur. Then I became a mom, like, and then I was a mom in the pandemic. Like I have so many different ways that I'm, I'm tackling life and bringing my gifts to bear. And I need to know when it's okay to rest too. Like I have to know how to be, again, that full and present human. And so as your life changes, it's the kind of flow through with with the exercises that you can go through again and you can refine because I think we often feel like, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, and then I'm doing this and then I'm doing this. And really we're spiraling inwards toward, if we're doing it well, we're trying to spiral inwards towards our truest self. And share. then once we figure that out, we share it. And that can feel a little self-indulgent, right? It can feel like it's not about me, right? It's about them. But you know what? You can't serve them if you don't know who you are. And so this really gives you that like 
kind of lightning rod statement that when you feel like you're drifting off course, you can go back to. If it starts to feel like it's not resonating quite the way it used to, you can go through the exercises again and iterate on the original. Yeah. So nothing is lost. It's always just continually moving forward. Yeah, because life, like we said, is seasonal. Like my kids, like I tell them, they, I mean, my this job didn't exist when I was like, you know, it just, it didn't happen. There was nothing. There wasn't the internet. There wasn't all this stuff. So anyway, once again, we we could do another, whole nother show, but we have run out of time because this has been amazing. Uh, by the way, I haven't, I, I need to make sure you guys for listening on the podcast, you can find out where Lauren is at, at going to laurengaggioli.com, you know, holy guacamole, it's Lauren Gaggioli. You can go there um, and it's spelled uh, L-A-U-R-E-N-G-A-G-G-I-O-L-I. Dot com. So make sure you get that correctly. Uh, and and cause she's worth following. She's got some great resources on her website. She's amazing. Lauren, did I, t- I know you have your website as well. Uh, I mean, your, your podcast as well. So tell people where they can find that if they want to search for it, like on Spotify oh. or wherever. Yes. If you like uh, exploring mindset lessons through Disney movies, uh, this is a parenting podcast that I co-host with my friend, Jen, and it's magical mindset moments. And you can find it you know, any, any app you listen on or magicalmindsetmoments.com. And I'm sure it's SEO optimized. So I gotta go check that out. So yes. and I figured it was. <laughs> so Connor Brown, the man, the myth, the legend, where can people find uh, bad boy Connor Brown? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am, yeah. I'm the bad boy of Disney podcasting. Um, <laughs> you can go to, to wdwopinion.com. If you're looking to plan a trip to Disney world, Disney cruise line, Disneyland, wherever in the world, Halloween and Christmas are coming up. So learn more about me at WDWOpinion.com and follow me on the social medias at WDWOpinion on Instagram right now. I'm recapping my Disney cruise I just went on if you want to live vicariously through that. That's awesome. The unsinkable Connor Brown. You guys could need to check him out because he's amazing. Yes, the bad boy Connor is what Chris says. Thank you guys so much for showing up today. Thank you, Chris Stone, Gary Stockton, uh, Jim Fuse, uh, everybody who stopped by over on LinkedIn. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you go and check out all our guests uh today all their their website lauren's and connor's uh they're amazing people so you want to check them out as well and make sure you you stick around and you watch the commercial for uh this brand new thing happening for ecamm at creator camp 23 i'll be there as one of your camp counselors so you know it's going to be a fun time you can find out more about that at ecamm.tv forward slash creator camp.com if you want to know about more about ecamm you go to social media news live.com forward slash ecamm uh, sign up to try them out there i'd appreciate that but as always, we think we I appreciate all of you for all your comments and your questions and sharing this out everywhere. I appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye everybody. Social Media News Live.